I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. For those of you who wish Lit Sis was more than once a week, did you know that we have our own individual book Instagrams and book blogs that you can read any of our reviews from now and all of time? If you are wanting that Lit Sis feel in your normal routine, you can always check us out. Mine is at Maddie Reads a Lot on Instagram. And mine is at Brooke and Binding on Instagram. But wait, there's, there's more. more. I also have a Facebook page, Brooke and Binding, and a blog, Brooke and Brian, Bind, Binding.com. That was sounding that was so such a good. good. Happy Friday, listeners. It sounded like you said, Happy Fry. Happy Fry. Happy no, Fry. Happy, happy Friday. This episode's coming to you guys a little bit late because our schedules kind of conflicted a bit this week, but we still wanted to give you an episode Friday. So here we are recording to you on actual Friday. And what a good Friday it is. It is sunny out. It seems like a good day. Got a good night's sleep. I'm glad Maddie you had a good sleep. night's sleep. Yeah, Maddie's <laughs> hardly slept at all. Uh-huh. Oh, and that's what you get. And also, Maddie literally i don't know why i'm talking to third person just came in from a run like the second you texted me saying i'm ready to start recording i literally had hit stop on my run so i'm a little out of breath okay oh, i've gotten sleep but here we are wow, i'm ready to go here we are Yes. Well, I'm I I am excited. I'm glad that I want to give you a take give yourself a chance to like take some deep breaths. So grab some water. <laughs> I am gonna just talk really quick to the lit listeners. So if you guys have not been following along this month of January, we're doing something very different, like totally out of our comfort zone, mm-hmm. stuff that we are just like you just would not expect from from us. Um, and that is we are actually taking a break from reading fiction, which is crazy. I don't know so, why we did that. No, it's it's been good. It's been it's, it's been, been really good. And yeah. we just decided to like, you know, read some like more Matt's been reading a lot of like or not a lot, but been g- giving more time to maybe nonfiction stuff, a little bit more self-help reflective stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been doing some more like downtime and using what I would use, like the time I would use reading and the, and the time that I like prioritize for reading, I've been trying to prioritize and use in a different way, like exercising or reading my Bible or just doing stuff that like I normally would just like, or even try to go to bed a little bit earlier. Versus yeah. Cause you've been going to bed real late. Up, yeah. Versus well, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm trying need to go to sleep early. Um, so instead of being like, oh, one more chapter, it's like, oh, I can just go to bed because I'm not reading a book and I don't feel like I have a deadline. Um, so because that is truly does what it feels like sometimes is it feels like that we read for our jobs almost because even though we we don't, it feels like like we're not like, we don't get I mean we get paid a very small amount for our reading, but it feels like it's a job because we're both like such goal getter people 
that we make it like we make it like we make it like our to get this book done by this day because I told myself I was gonna do it and I need to finish it before the end of the month so I can count it for the month of June. Like it can get obsessive sometimes. Oh, one hundred percent. So that's why I think it's been nice this month to just kind of not worry about trying to read as many books as possible start of the year try to set a goal for myself usually in my january's i pump out like 10 books like every january i'm like yeah i'm doing it i feel like i always read just only a few books for january especially because as of the past several years i've given myself sorry you can hear my laundry in the background um I've given myself like a theme for the month of January. So I often mm. am limiting myself of the type of books I'm reading in January. So I think last January, I only read like four books. Really? Um, yeah. So I, I feel like I don't normally pump a bunch of stuff out in January, but that's just me. Yeah. I feel like I'm always like ready to go. Like, let's do this. I want to read it. I want to like get a good start. And then I'm like my first two or three months. I like pump out quite a few books. And then as the year goes on, it gets a lot harder for me. And I'm like, um, I can slow down a bit. I'll be fine. And then, and then it gets to a pretty slow moment. And then it's like, crap, I gotta get, I gotta speed up a little bit more towards the end. So it's been interesting to like, kind of have this deep breath and breather right before, like right at the start of the year. And it's really been helping us reflect on what books we actually would like to read instead of just like anything and everything right in front of me. Let's go, go, go. Yes. By limiting ourselves to not reading fiction, which is like the vast majority of what we read all the time. It's given us, it's given us like this clarity of like what books are we actually like itching to start? Um, Yeah. Because I know for myself too, especially when I have such high reading goals, if a book sounds like like remotely interesting, I will probably read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't love to like DNF books, which we did talk about maybe something we're going to try and do more this year because of the number of books, especially I feel like I get it all the time of the number of books that we just read just to finish them. And we actually just really dislike them. And it was like a, an event to get through them, but it's been really nice to just be like, huh, so what books am I actually like super excited to read? And is the first thing that I want to pick up once I'm able to start reading fiction again? Um, oh Yeah. And so that's kind of what this episode is about is to share with you guys what is like, like our TBR that we can't, TBRs that we can't wait to read the most. Yeah. And I've had, I mean, we've had quite a little bit of time to think about this and I keep having notifications from the library that all these books that I put on hold, like at the end of the year last year are finally coming through. And so, <laughs> and I got my book of the month from January sitting there. I'm just like, oh my word. So I've got quite a few, but we each narrowed it down to our top five to start in February. And I like have maybe, I have like my first one or two, I think could maybe be flip-flopped. I'm not sure yet, Um, but they're definitely like, my first one is actually a library book. So I feel the need to kind of return it faster. Mm -hmm. But but the one of the books I'm really wanting to read, I just own. So I don't have that like, ooh, I need to like get this back so someone else can read it kind of feeling. Yes. But did you rank yours? I, I definitely not, I did it. not rank them. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess that they are kind of ranked. I probably actually I'm going to move one a little bit higher. But other than that, they are pretty ranked. Okay. Um, 
I think I they might I have like one or two. I don't know if this that... is genuine. Actually, you know, no, I'm going to do this. Even though I feel like I'm ranking them in an order that like, I don't think I'm ranking them in a way that like, I think my, I don't think my number one I'll enjoy the most, but mm. it's the one that I'm going to read first because I think it'll like jumpstart me back into reading the best, even though like there's other ones I'm more excited like, to read more excited to read yeah i get that yeah yep totally i'm excited for february i can't wait for it to come around <laughs> yes i um I, I keep thinking about it too i just really so, i get so impatient but i did i will say i did do something a little bit different with my list oh what'd you um do? and this is something i don't think i've talked to you about before but i'm going to do my best to try and prioritize reading books that I currently own this year instead Good of for you. I know right? I did that last year yeah so instead of like great. purchasing a bunch of books or getting books in the library all the time like I'm going to prioritize like what books have I had for I, I mean there are some books that I've had for literally like probably five plus years and mm-hmm. I've never read them and so mm-hmm. that's what I really want to do so all the books on this list I own wow good for you Matt I thank you that's awesome. Yeah, I I did that last year and it was so great. And then lo and behold, I started buying more books towards the end of the year. Well, but now technically you own them. I know. But, <laughs> I, but now it's like, now it's, I was doing so good of trying to like stay up, you know, on up to date and stuff on my reads that like now I have a massive amount again to start over again but then also you know I'm like in the same it's not mm-hmm. like I got to like zero and let's start over I got to probably like 30 or 40 and then I'm starting over again so yeah. <laughs> I know I that, have yeah I have honestly just like tons and it's not even books that it's like I've never been excited to read them I just never felt like the right time or that I was in the right mood but I'm really gonna do my best like I mean for example I own the first book of the Outlander series, which has like nine books in it now or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think I first purchased it when I was in college. I think it was at least a solid five or four or five years ago. Wow. <laughs> so I like really need to get on that. And I've wanted to read it. I just have always told myself, and I think I've told you this before. It's just like, it's such a big commitment to start that series that I'm always just like waiting for the perfect time. And you know how I'm about series. It's not always my go-to. So I've just been always been waiting for like the perfect time to start it. And I've never really like been satisfied with the perfect time. So I'm, mm. I'm determined. Maybe this year will be the year that I finally start to read Outlander and I, and I realize how stupid I was for not reading it sooner. Well, I feel like when you have a book series like that and there are so many books and there are, and it's, it's, you know, it takes her like I think three to five years each book to write, and they're not even all out. And they're not. I think she has one more. She yeah. just had a new one released this year. I mean, sorry, in twenty twenty one. So the next one won't be coming out for a few years. So honestly, it could be one of those book series where it's like you can read a book, you know, one month, and then go a few months, and then start to read another one. Like I don't think it has to be a series where you just are constantly reading that one series until you catch all the way up. Yeah, I hope not. I only own the first one. So if I do read it and it's not my cup of tea, at least I didn't like invest a ton of money into the whole series. But I've heard a lot of good things. So 
yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So that's my little like different change with my idea of this list is I didn't include any book that I don't currently own. And I even thought about including one that I want for my birthday, mm. but which is next month. But I decided just to stick with the ones I originally had because they're the okay. ones that I've been Well, then you're going to have to say as like your honorable mention, the one for your birthday so we can make Ooh, yes. sure you get it. But anyway, yes. so I have two books that on are, that are on here that are from the library um, and the rest are my own that I own. Um, but I'm, I'm really curious if we're going to have any, I don't think we're going to have any overlaps. I don't, I, but I will say that one of my books on my list, I know that you own. So if okay. we wanted to read it at the same time, I'm not entirely sure how much you want to read this book because I also didn't even know you owned it until I bought it myself and then I like was at your house and I saw the owned it and I was like oh but I don't think I'd ever heard you talk about wanting to read it so that's perhaps, hilarious perhaps you will not read it with alongside me but well, at you're least gonna if it's awesome read, you'll have your own copy you're gonna have to read at least one or two books that I got for you from the library in February so you're gonna have to realize that you're gonna have to throw those in there somewhere yes that's true but these I mean I'm planning on reading more than five books in February if that's I don't so true. That's sad, but it is the shortest month of the year. So I'm, you know, give ourselves some grace here. Okay. So I want to know what's your like number one book. What's the book you think that's going to jumpstart you into reading again? So the book that's going to jumpstart me into reading again is, and I'm embarrassed to say it almost because it's been so hyped up that I'm really worried that I'm going to hate it. Okay. What is it? The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Oh, yay. That's a great first choice. Yeah. So I'm really excited to read it. Here's the thing. You know me. You know that I don't like going with the trends. You know that I like really enjoy the fact that like some of my favorite books have never been extremely popular. Um, It makes me feel like I'm special and, Mm -hmm. and different, you know? Um, and so I didn't realize how many people like were obsessed with the love hypothesis, but I've been like trying to post more on TikTok about my book stuff. Also, you can follow me on TikTok at Maddie Rezel. That's the same handle as my Instagram. Um, and it is everywhere on book talk. Like book, there's like two sides to no, three sides to book talk, which is what people call like book stuff on TikTok. There is romance book talk, fantasy book talk, and, um, what was the other one? What in the? I'm forgetting. Fiction, no adult, why? No. Like, uh, action. No, I like, uh, just thought of it. Okay, whatever. The more important vampires. One. No fan fiction. <laughs> no. It'll well, come to you. Who am I? Just give me genres of books. I um, am historical anyway. fiction. Fiction, thriller. Is a thriller? No. Uh, I can't help you. Okay, so anyway, it's, maybe it's I thought over. there was three, and I just thought of another one a second time. Well, we'll anyway, see. so but romance book talk is like huge, super huge, and the biggest thing that people like about the romance books is they like their smuttiness. Like that mm. is like humongous. But anyway, anywhere I scroll, and someone's like favorite also people are obsessed with colleen hoover on that app um oh. but like everyone's always like fave like and it also makes me not want to read colleen hoover anymore which is hilarious mm. um but everyone's always like favorite book of 2021 here's my list love hypothesis is on like every single one of them so like it makes me worried that like i'm not gonna enjoy it as much as everybody else does i think you just have to go into it with 
hey, I was originally interested in it because I thought it sounded cute. Yes. And don't think everyone has hyped this up. This better be good. Like, I just think you need to go into it of like, I actually wanted to read this before I even knew people liked it versus like, I'm reading this because I mm-hmm. have heard reviews about it or whatever. You know what I mean? That's totally different. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, that's the one I'm going to read first. I think it's going to just make it just go by so much faster. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to read it pretty quick and it'll make me like get excited to get back into reading. Not that I'm not already excited, but I think it'll get me even more excited. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a great first choice. Um, my first choice is a book that is from the library. It is one that I saw at Target a few weeks ago and I really wanted to read it and I withheld myself from getting it because I knew I had put it on hold and it finally came in like a week ago so I'm so excited um but I'm going to be reading The Ballerinas by Rachel Capelsi Dale (gasps) yay can I borrow it okay well then that's gonna be a third book from the library you're gonna have to borrow Um, but I am I honestly don't really know anything about this book except it's about dancers and I just I, saw someone, not gonna lie, on TikTok post about it and saying how much they loved it. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the last ballet book that we all know that I read was The Turnout by Megan Abbott that I read at the end of the year last year. And that was a disaster. So I'm hoping that this one's gonna be a little bit better. I, I really don't know what it's about, honestly. I probably should look up a little bit of synopsis. It says that um, is, I'm looking at it right now. It says there's like a. Don't uh, give me too much detail, though. Like some, a, a dancer abandoned her prestigious solo spot at the Paris Opera Ballet for a new life in St. Petersburg, taking with her a secret that could upend the lives of her best friends. Oh. So she, and then she returns awesome. to her former home into the legendary Palais Garnier Opera House to choreograph the ballet that will kickstart the next part of her career. And she hopes finally make things right with her former friends. Oh but my Delph- goodness. Her name's Delphine. But Delphine quickly re- discovers that things have changed while she's been away and some secrets can't stay buried forever. That sounds so good. I love the Paris Opera House. I love Russia stuff. I love dance i love choreography this is like this better be i my love jam. words I love- <laughs> <laughs> this better be my jam okay but yeah so that's my it. number one that's my number one okay so my number two is three sisters by heather morris yeah um which you I got, got me for, you. for my birthday oh not for my birthday for chris um, you know what if i was choosing <laughs> your books to read i would have chosen probably that one because my last two years, I've chosen you for you your first book. I know, and, they, and they've been your favorite. They've made it to the tops. They have at the end of the year. So I, I would have chosen good at picking books out for me. I mean, I think that's just obvious. But yes, but I thought that maybe historical fiction wouldn't be. I I mean, you know me. Historical fiction is like my favorite genre. It makes me just feel all types of things. I get so emotional reading it. But I also like. I'm reading a lot of books right now that are like poking at me emotionally. Mm. So I just don't want to like charge right into something that'll probably make me sad. Yeah. So right love, love is great. The love hypothesis is great. Yes. And then you go into sad. And aren't, and aren't you so proud of me too? Going back to love hypothesis. Aren't you so proud cartoons. of me that I cartoons, <laughs> the cartoon characters and I'm reading, I'm going to read it. Aren't you so I'm so proud? excited. I, I am so excited. Um. So anyway, I honestly don't even know what the three sisters is about because you got it for me for Christmas. I didn't even ask for it, but it's it was a book. I didn't even know book. I needed. Third book in the tattoo of Auschwitz. Yes. I just series. don't even know like the plot. So it says it's the, the, the conclusion to the tattoo of Auschwitz trilogy when they are girls. And also as, if people don't remember 
like Tattoo of Auschwitz, all those stories are based on real people. So this is not like her just writing whatever. So when they are girls, CB, Magda, and Livia make a promise to their father that they will stay together no matter what. Years later, at just 15 years old, Livia is ordered to Auschwitz by the Nazis. Sibi, only 19 herself, remembers her, remembers her promise and follows Livia, determined to protect her sister or die with her. In their hometown in Slovakia, 17-year-old Magda hides, desperate to evade the barbaric Nazi forces, but it is not long before she is captured and condemned to Auschwitz. In the horror of, death, of the death camp, these three beautiful sisters are reunited. Though traumatized by their experiences, they are together. They make another promise that they will live. Their fight for survival takes them from the hell of Auschwitz to a death march across war-torn Europe and eventually home to Slovakia, now under iron communist rule. Determined to be- begin again, they embark on a voyage of renewal to the new Jewish homeland, Israel. Rich in vivid detail and beautifully told, three sisters will break your heart but leave you amazed and uplifted by the courage and fierce love of three sisters whose promise to keep each other to, to, to each other kept them alive. Aww. I'm excited. Well, I feel like know. it's going to make me feel, I feel like it's going to be a real feel good. I'm excited to learn about it and it does say, I'm not going to say a little detail about um a- nowadays don't say don't say. i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say but i mean just as a reminder that these this is a real people's story and like heather is an amazing author because she goes and like literally talks to these people and interviews them and uh, asks them about their experience to write about it instead of just making up her own story so like no one can say that this is unrealistic mm-hmm. i can't wait <laughs> well i'm really glad i got it for you and that it made your top five to start your year me too. Okay, so my next two books are from Book of the Month for January. One was a top five choice, and one was an add-on. And my number two is the add-on. It is the Made by Anita Prose. Okay, I feel, I'm I feel so like, excited for this for you. I feel like we talked about this last week. Um, maybe yes. or the week before, because we were saying it's kind of like like people have compared it to you know, a few different books and mix them together, like the Eleanor Oliphant or um, um, it's like cozy mystery kind of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I, like, I had said that someone had said it was like Amelia Bedelia meets yes, Clue. Mm-hmm. exactly. So I have that one. I actually had seen that book, the cover a little bit around online. Um, and I wasn't even sure if I was going to get a book of the month for January this year. Um, but then I saw that that was an add-on and I thought, okay, you know what, let's just do it. I added it for my add-on. And then like the next day I'm at a Barnes and Noble and there's like a table of like piles of them. And I was like, I just got this book (laughs) for like 70% cheaper than this. (laughs) But, um, but I, um, picked that one as my number two because it just sounds so interesting. It seems so cutesy, um, and I think it's going to be like kind of like feel good, but really unique thriller. That's not going to like just feel like a standard thriller. Do you know what I mean? I think it's got like a fun little twerk, quirky twist to it. It seems I agree. Like. I feel like it's going to remind me of something. So I want to read it too, but I can't think of what I feel like it'll remind me. Of. I know exactly. Uh, and then I'm just going to jump into my number three, because that's what my main choice from book of the month was is Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins, which is the nice. same author of um, The Wife Upstairs, which is and, like a retelling of Jane Eyre. And, and The X-Hex. The X-Hex, you're right. Mm-hmm. So I have read two of hers already um, and really, really enjoy her writing. Um, and she just, it, it was 
it was in the top five and I was like, well, if I do get, a, if I do get a, a January book of the month, I probably get this one because she's like a pretty reliable author for me and she does thrillers pretty well. So I thought, well, I might as well give it a chance. So next to our book of the months, and I'm so excited to read those because they each have their own vibes. I can already tell, um, but they are kind of both in that same like mystery genre that I love. They're just going to be, you know, have their own, have their own little spin on a mystery story, which I'm excited about. Yeah. I think that those will be really good. I especially want to borrow them made from you. So you better read it quick. It's my number two. Quick. I say. Okay. Oh, and reckless girls. I think I didn't say about give you just a quick little synopsis. Everyone is uh, about this girl who I think she like, again, I know some details, but she just, um, I think she like lives in Hawaii or somewhere and she does like boat tours or cruises for people. I could totally be getting this wrong, but this is what I know of. So don't correct me. I'm just going to go off of what I think this is about. And and, um, she like meets these two girls that are like, Hey, can you take us to this Island? It's um, I think it's a little bit like, not like abandoned. That's not the right word. But like, what is it like? What is that? What is it called when there's like no one really living there? Abandoned? No. I don't know. Deserted island? Deserted. There you go. Something. Anyway, so there is um, an island that they go to. And in the midst of them, like spending time together on the boat, I think there might be like a boyfriend involved somewhere. I think there might be like a fourth character. But in the midst of this like journey to the island and, and when they're there and stuff. Um, they like all become friends and they just feel connected to each other. And, but there's like quite a few surprises that end up happening on the Island. I think there are like other people that show up or people that are there or things like that. And it just kind of seems like chaos ensues once they are at their destination. So we shall see. It kind of makes me think maybe she already knows who these girls are and there's like secrets that she knows or you know what I mean like there's mm. something that she's like trying to play it off of like oh hey like let's get to know each other when secretly she's like I've been planning this for blah 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 like who knows I'm I, I have no clue but I think there's just going to be a lot of action and it's going to be fun because it's you know in the tropics and it'll be it seems really like lovely because we have snow so it's just a good refresh, like get away from, get away from the snow and I can t- whisk myself away to a warm tropical island. Yeah, that sounds real nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for you. I was not super led to read Reckless Girls, but I also didn't get The Wife Upstairs and then I eventually read it. So, you know, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe. All right. So my number three is Una Out of Order by Margarita Montemore. Well, that's a good choice too. Yeah, so I'm just super excited. I also got this the same day that I got the love hypothesis. Um, and it is about this um, woman named Una. It came out, I believe, last year. No, nope, like last 20, summer. No, nope, February or... 2020. It's been okay. a while. Um, but it says it's New Year's Eve 1982, and Una Lockhart has her whole life behind her. At the stroke of midnight, she will turn to near head promise to be one of consequence should she go to london to study economics or brooklyn to to pursue her passion for music and then when the countdown happens una faints and she awakes 32 years later in a 51 year old body um 
Yeah. So you are obsessed with time travel stuff right now. I am so obsessed with it. But it says it. She learns that with each passing year, she will leap to another age at random. Oh, so that's kind of cool. I know. So it's not even like she has no control over it. Well, so she'll live she's a whole out of order. Yeah. Uh huh. She'll leave, live a whole year as fifty one, and then she will get to the new year, and then maybe she'll go be twenty three, and then the next year maybe she'll be eighty one. You know, you never know. So I'm so excited to read it, and I feel like it's one of those books that had a lot of expectation upon it and either it didn't end up being that good or it just like didn't like people just didn't end up reading it like it just got forgotten about but to me it sounds really really good and I'm excited and one of my things one of my friends has rated it as five stars and she like loved it so I think any of these books kind of similar to um like we were saying with like uh like characters and like the maid or um uh oh my oh my gosh uh where's my brain today or um 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 you just said it reckless girls no the one book that uh eleanor eleanor elephant yeah when you get these like really kind of like quirky characters characters oh it's so fun or like anita hill or whatever like i i'm getting excited because that's giving me like kind of vibes so even though it's got a cartoon character on it. Well, yeah, that sounds so good. I think if I was choosing in February, I would also pick another time travel one that I also got from the library, oh. but I don't have it with me right now. Which one is that? It's the um, Meet Me in Another Life. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. man, if you are still on a time kick and you get all these other books done, even into March, you should definitely get that one. Yeah, I probably will. I just, I like time travel. I just think it's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so what about so then, your, do you want me to do another one or you want to go yeah, to go for it. Okay. Two so, in a row. So here's my number four. And this is the book that you also own. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you ever want to read it with me. Okay. But it is A Tale for the Time Being by Ruth Ozeki. What even is that? You own it. <laughs> Oh, yes. Is it the like cover with all the different uh yeah it's colors? Like, uh huh. Like there's like yeah. it, like a split like six down yep, ways yep, yep, down yep. little pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. So I've it had says that it, a long time. Yes, you have. It came out in 2013. <laughs> but I've heard it's. I mean, Ooh. it's just an amazing book. It's got 97,000 ratings on Goodreads, which is an average rating of 4.02 stars. Wow. So and I've heard be it really good and Tokyo's 16 year old now has decided there's only one escape from her aching loneliness and her classmates bullying but before she ends it all now plans to document the life of her great-grandmother a buddhist nun who's lived more than a century a diary is only solace and will touch lives in a way she can scarcely imagine across the, pac- up the pacific we meet ruth a novelist living on a remote island who discovers a collection of artifacts washed ashore in a hello kitty lunchbox possibly debris from the devastating 2011 tsunami as, mysteri- as the mystery of its content unfolds, Ruth is pulled into the past into now's drama and her unknown fate and forwarded to her own future. Full of Ozeki's signature humor and deeply engaged with the relationship between writer and reader, past and present, fact and fiction, quantum physics, history and myth, a tale for the time being is a brilliantly inventive, beguiling story of our shared humanity and the search for home. You know what I've just realized? What? Is she her own character? I don't know. That's because a really good question. Her name is Ruth, and in the in the book, there's a girl named Ruth who's a writer, and it says it mixes fact and fiction. That's really cool. 
I wonder uh, if she did. That's awesome. If it is, I'll let you know. But That's I, really cool. I've heard so many good things about it for such a long time. I ended up buying it at a bookstore sometime last year. And I didn't even know that you owned it. And apparently you did not either. <laughs> no, I remember I owned it. I just, I just knew it was a book that I had seen around and it was popular. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, sure, I'll get it. And it's probably like a dollar or something like that. Probably. So, did not even really think about it. I've just had it on my shelf for quite some time. All right. So what's your number five? Four. My number four. Four. Sorry, your number four. My number four is a book I literally just got from the library. Haley, um, come on. Because we were just talking about it. And it's because I saw someone review it online. And I remember seeing the cover around a little while ago. But I wasn't really sure about it. It kind of reminded me of the Bernadette cover. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Oh, good book, but by the way. But it's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is Finlay Donovan is Killing It. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So there is so another good. one of these coming out this year. So I thought, Psh, might as well read the first one. Wait, like um, a sequel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, So this book is essentially about a woman who is a writer and she writes thrillers and, but she's been having like a bit of a hard time lately and she's meeting with her. I think she's like a single mom as well. Like her husband, like left her recently, something I can't remember. Um, And so she's like, I just really need some money. I need to write another book. I need to like, you know, get some stuff done. So she's meeting with her, um, at a agent at a Panera or something and is telling her the premise of her next novel and what she wants to do. And there's this lady that like overhears their conversation and slips Finlay a piece of paper that says like, I want this guy dead. Here's how much, like she thinks she's like a hit woman. That's like so she funny. thinks that like everything she just described was is real. something that she's done for real. And so this lady's like, hey, I need you to do this for me. And she's like, um, that's not like, I don't do that. And then she goes in her head. She's like, I need the money. I need this money. So I don't know how this ends up happening. I don't know what ends up happening if she actually does like kind of like played off of like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. Like, like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm getting, doing my research. Like if she's like getting checked in on by this lady or what's going to happen. Um, but it sounds so cute. I'm so excited to read it. I think it's going to be a quick read as well. Um, mm-hmm. She just sounds like a really fun character. So I'm really excited to just dive into that one as well. Yeah, that sounds really good. And I'm excited when you send it to me, I recognize the cover, um, but I didn't really know what it was about. So I'm excited for you. It's going to, I think it'll be really good. Yeah, I think so too. All Last right. So, ones. so my number one, and I also have my, um, my uh oh my gosh what's with my words today my um honorable mention there we go oh yes your honorable mention so i have the magnolia palace by fiona davis as my number five so it is my january book of the month and i included it because um i am excited to read it but also because i also been trying to be super on top of my book of the month and since i couldn't read it for january i decided to put it in for my like most looking forward to tbrs for february um, and this so, one sounds so good. This one does sound really good. And I was thinking about uh, skipping this book, but it, it or like skipping this month. But this book really speaks to me on like one of my favorite things, which is like looking at someone's entire life. So, and I uh, think it's 
seems like it's getting some good attention. Like yeah. I've seen it around a little bit. So that's yeah, good. I would say so. So it says eight months since losing her mother in the Spanish flu outbreak of 1919, 21-year-old Lillian Carter's life has completely fallen apart. For the past six years, under the moniker Angelica Lillian was one of the most sought-after artist models in New York City, with statues based on her figure gracing landmarks from the Plaza Hotel to the Brooklyn Bridge. With her mother gone, a grieving Lillian is rudderless and desperate. So it's, and she says, uh, so when she stumbles upon the appointment opportunity at the Frick Mansion, Lillian jumps at the chance. The longer works as a private secretary to the Imperius and demanding Helen Frick, the daughter and heiress of industrialist and art patron Henry Clay Frick, the more deeply her life gets inter- intertwined with that of the family, pulling her into tangled webs of romantic trice, stolen Jews, and family drama that runs so deep. Nearly f- 50 years later, mod English Victoria Veronica Weber has her own chance to make her career and with it, earn the money she needs to support her family back then within the walls of the former Frick residence, so, which has been converted to a museum. But when she, along with the charming intern budding art, art curator named Joshua, is dismissed from the Vogue shoot taking place at the Frick collection, she chances upon a series of hidden messages in the museum. So it gives, like, so it goes and it says, um, messages that will lead her and Joshua on a hunt that could not only solve Veronica's financial woes, but could finally reveal the truth behind a decades-old murder in the infamous Frick family. Bah, bah, bah. Bah, bah, bah. So it's historical fiction. Somewhere. Of course. It's historical fiction. It's murder. It's looking through someone's entire life, g- comparing past and present stories. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it sounds super, super good. Like, I, I think I think it would be definitely something that I would want to read eventually because it's like, you know, historical fiction, but then there's also like the two different storylines and then you have, you know, like trying to figure out what really happened and there's just so many details. That sounds awesome. Yeah. You know, I picked a good one. So I had a hard time picking for my number five. I have like three three other book of the months that need to be read besides the two I already have in my top five. Oh, sis. Um, so I was like, I should pick one of those, but I don't really know if I'm in the mood for those. So um, if I don't end up if I, by the end, so like once I'm done with these other four, if I get to this number five and I'm like, I'm not feeling it, I should probably pick up a book of the month. I will probably do that. There's like, like I said, three books from book of the month that I do really, really, really need to read. Um, and I'm, I'll name off the titles really quick. These Violent Delights, which I've had for like a year and a half. You've had it it's for the, a very long time. It's the first <laughs> book. And the second one is already out and already getting tons of like oh, reviews sis. and stuff. Um, and then I have The Family, which if you've seen the cover, it's like these like girls, it's like a mob story. I think we maybe talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the history of magical places, I think is that full title. And that has been getting a ton of attention as well right now. So, but I just don't know if I'm in the mood. Like one of them is, you know, like family drama, which sounds really interesting right now it does, but who knows by the end of February, if I want to read that. Yeah. And then I have, um, a fantastical fiction with the history of magical places. And then I have like a YA fantasy and the one I ended up picking for my number five is not one of those, which I probably oh my should gosh. do, but we'll see, is Skin of the Sea by Natasha Bowen. I just got this one from Barnes & Noble not too long what ago. Is when they were I've having, never heard of this book. I'll tell you. They were having a um, sale. Oh, no, I know. The, um, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, they were having a sale, and uh, Barnes & Noble was, 
and um, they were doing like 50% off, like up to 50% off of specific hardcovers. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I saw this book a little while ago. It was out in early November of 2021, um, but it is <laughs> a young adult <laughs> fantasy. So <laughs> I know I have one of those already for book of the month, but um, this is gonna, ha- this has an element that the other one doesn't. And I will okay. just say it right now, mermaids. Oh my gosh. Of course you wanted it. Of course. So guys, Haley's obsessed with mermaids. Hold on. Let me just like, let me just give no, our, no, our no, listeners no. We're this. We're not Wait. going into deep. We're not diving in deep. We're not Haley one time deep. thought the mockumentary channel was real and made me watch the whole thing, even though it was a fake documentary about mermaids. And she thought that it was proof that mermaids existed. There you go. And she was in high school. You know what? <laughs> we have not explored nearly and I know. Like, I will agree. I will agree with you. Big... We don't know a lot about deep Thank deep you. sea. Thank you. But it's hilarious that you thought it was real. Okay. Well, you know what? I just got excited because my life was like dreams were coming true, and I just wasn't thinking this could be fake because it was discovery, and I was like, these people are legit. You know, so, that's fair. Um, I was in middle school when this happened, so like I was kind of, well, I knew they weren't real, but I was like, what the heck is Discovery Channel doing? But apparently Discovery Channel likes to put on mockumentaries occasionally, so interesting. Yeah, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Skin of the Sea is about this girl named Simi who becomes a mamiwata, which is a mermaid, and um, she collects the souls of those who die at sea and throws and sends their blessings um, and blesses their journeys like back home, like send them sends their souls back home. Um, but then there's a living boy that's thrown overboard. She goes against this ancient decree and ends up saving his life instead of like letting him die and then sending his soul back. So she likes it's kind of like a I kind of think of it as like an aerial moment, you know what I mean? With mm-hmm. with uh Eric. And um, but this punishment awaits those who dare to defy the gods. Um, so to protect the other Mamiwata, she must journey to this supreme creator to make amends. And so I think she takes this guy along with her because um, he obviously knows more than he should about this whole world now that he's alive and stuff like that. Um, but there's something, it says something is shadowing Simi, something that would rather see her fail. Danger lurking at every turn as she draws closer. She hmm. must brave vengeful gods, treacherous lands, and legendary creatures. Um, and it just it kind of makes me think of like a mythology story, like journey. I knew you were gonna say something about mythology. Doesn't it, doesn't it feel like that though? I knew it you feels were going like a to. mythological story that you know it just sounds cute. So that's the one I have for my number five. If I don't end up picking that one, I obviously have three other options I could choose. Um, or anything else that comes my way unless Maddie is like one of her other top five books that you've already mentioned you're like Haley you have to read this right now and you shove it in my hand happening I could see that happening it's a realistic timeline yeah so I feel really good about my February I'm really really excited to dive in it's actually been such a refreshing time like I said earlier to not be reading right now because it's just getting me hyped up and excited to enjoy actually reading again like I think you can kind of like take it for granted a little bit after a while and this is going to be like oh yes I finally am able to dive in I'm going in with fresh eyes and I'm starting the year off like in a really good spot in a really good spot 
Yeah. So also, I just want to ask, what do you think you've spent the most time doing this month besides that wasn't, you know, since you haven't been reading? What's been like your biggest new hobby? Probably been exercising. Walking on the treadmill? Ex- I do tread. I do my, I do some yoga and treadmill back to back. I'll do nice. like a 20 minute or 30 minute yoga and then go do like a 30 minute walk on the treadmill. So it's been probably... It's been good for me because I like doing those things, but it's also like I can tell some days I push too hard and then I'm like really tired or really sore and I probably should take a break. Like yesterday I didn't do it. So today I'm feeling excited and ready to go, but um, I definitely have to not like, I think I need to not get into the habit of like, okay, well every day at this time, I always do this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But But still be able to enjoy the exercising so does that make sense nice yeah that makes sense all right so i'm going to share my honorable mention this is a book that i actually is not on my main birthday list because yes i said not birthday list it's i put it on the birthday list for my husband to get me um because i forgot he wasn't on the group text that i sent the birthday list on anyway i saw someone compare this book to hearts invisible furies because Mm. it goes over the course of someone's life And I was like, "Mm, you know, he got my interest. It's not as long. It's only 337. So I don't know how satisfying it's going to be. But it is The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. Um, And I'd seen the cover a bajillion times, but I've never learned about what it's about. Um, But it says, and also one of the characters' names is Cyril. Mm, That's Hearts Invisible. That is Hearts Invisible. Yeah, I know. It says, at the end of the Second World War, Cyril Conroy combines luck and a single canny investment to begin an enormous real estate empire propelling his family from poverty to enormous wealth. His first order of business is to buy the Dutch house, a lavish estate in the suburbs outside of Philadelphia. Meant as a surprise for his wife, the house sets in motion the undoing of everyone he loves. The story is told by Cyril's son, Danny, as he and his older sister, the brilliant, the brilliantly acerbic and self-assured Maeve, are exiled from the house from the, where they grew up with their stepmother. The two wealthy siblings are thrown back into the poverty their parents had escaped from and find that all they have to count on is one another. It is this unshakable bond between them that saves their lives and thwarts their futures. So over the course of five decades, the Dutch house is a dark fairy tale about two smart people who cannot overcome their past. Despite every outward sign of success, Danny and Maeve are only truly comfortable when they're together. Throughout their lives, they return to the well-worn story of what they've lost with humor and rage. But when at last they're forced to confront the people who left them behind and the relationship between an indulged brother and his ever-protective sister is finally tested. Hmm interesting yeah so it's gotten it's got three hundred and twenty seven thousand ratings wow that is a ton that's so many and the average ratings 4.1 stars wow okay that's gotta be a good one i know so it's on my list and it's also a beautiful looking book so i i'm looking well, forward to it. the very end of the month if you get it on your birthday you'd have like a day to read it i know but this doesn't mean i have to read it in february just like I'm super a book you're excited to get. Super excited to get. get in February. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is all. So I guess for you, since you're not reading anything right now, um, what are you reading? I you am are. reading three different books at once. Ooh. Because I realized that I can't with the heavy topics that I'm reading. You got to mix it up, like a chapter exactly. of one book, a chapter of the next book, something like that. Yes, and that's what I'm doing right now is trying to read like one to two chapters of each of them before the end of the of the month and I've been able to figure out that if I read like one chapter one book like a chapter every two days and two chapters a day for one other book it's hard to keep track of then I should be able to all of them by the end 
So the first book I'm reading is The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer, which is a recommendation to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one pairing really well with a book that I got for Christmas. Like they have a lot of similar themes. It's called Fix Your Eyes, Heart Study of God Shaped Worship of Him by Amy Gannett. And that one's really, really and they kind of work together. And then this one is the last one is The Body Keeps the Score and Body and the Healing of Trauma by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. Um, and this one, he's a brilliant writer, actually. It's a very entertaining book, um, but it talks about how trauma creates a physiological response and change in our bodies. Um, mm, and he's yep. a, a psychiatrist has studied it for a super long time, starting with Vietnam veterans and moving into how um, pharmacological and therapeutic measures. Um, still, we don't know exactly the best way to help treat people with trauma. So. It's been it's been really entertaining, all three of them. So I've really been enjoying actually reading the nonfiction books for once. I feel like I'm making myself smarter, you know? Look at that. You know? Yeah. Just- Sometimes it's just good to, like, have those reflective times for sure. Yes, I'm really enjoying it. But I will be enjoying going back to books purely for entertainment purposes as well. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, where, that's where you got to live. If you live in the, mm-hmm. like, self-help world, you got to get out. I know. More to the world. I will also say... If you live in the self-help world all the time, it can kind of are be you okay? I feel like, yeah, I feel like <laughs> it's got to be destructive, like constantly like critiquing yourself or analyzing yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? There's more to life than, than doing that. Like enjoy, enjoy, yeah, just enjoy, <laughs> unless you enjoy that. So then carry on. I mean, just read a thriller once in a while. Yeah. Pick up <laughs> something new. Try something new. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for sticking with us in this episode that got a little bit later than normal, but hopefully it was a good one and you guys can have a wonderful weekend. Um, Happy Friday, Lit Sisters, and we will be back at your ears next week. Thanks for taking a break from reading. Now go flip flip some some pages. pages.